We've talked multiple times now about how South Carolina's running back room is full of complementary pieces. But which one of these guys could be the lead back for the Gamecocks in 2023? You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, your show for the latest headlines and potential storylines on South Carolina Gamecock Athletics. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast and also a staff writer for Gamecocks Digest over on SI.com. Thank you all so much for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your first listen or watch here today. We are free and available both wherever you get your audio podcasts daily and also on YouTube. And before we get into this Thursday edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, I want to let y'all know that today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash college and they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order that you make. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we've brought up South Carolina's running back room several times. We've talked about the fact that there's not one guy that really stands out amongst everybody else that each of these guys they've got their own special skill sets but there's been a big question as to which one of South Carolina's running backs could be the lead guy for South Carolina in 2023 we're going to try to answer that question on today's show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast and based on both this guy's play style and the surrounding circumstances I think Mario Anderson Jr is the best candidate to be South Carolina's lead back in 2023. I've got three main points that I want to hit on for why I think Mario Anderson could be the lead back for South Carolina this season. Firstly, out of all of the running backs on this roster, Mario Anderson's running style is the one that best fits an SEC offense. Meyer Anderson is a north-south, one-cut type of back who doesn't really overcomplicate or overthink things when he is in the open field or when he is approaching a defender down the field. When you compare this to some of the other running backs that could be in contention for being the lead running back on this roster this year, Juju McDowell, look, he is a guy that absolutely plays his tail off Every time he's out there on the field, nobody questions Juju McDowell's work ethic. However, despite also having some speed to get to the edge, Juju McDowell at times, he can get happy feet when he is approaching an open field defender and trying to sort of figure out how he wants to try to get past him. And again, everyone understands that part of it might do that because of the fact that Juju understands that he does have a smaller frame compared to everybody else on the football field. And so maybe the best way to try to get past guys is to avoid them. But at times, he ends up not really getting anywhere with what he ends up doing. Dakarion Joyner, we don't really know the running style that he possesses because we haven't seen him play running back in a live game in his collegiate career. And then Dontavious Braswell, he's sort of the speedy, catch-me-if-you-can type of running back that doesn't seem to possess many moves in the open field. So my point being with Meyer Anderson's play style compared to all these other guys is everybody knows what they're going to get 
when Mario Anderson Jr. is carrying the football, which is essentially, if things are working properly on this offense, reliable consistency in terms of getting positive yardage down the field. And if it works out well for you, every once in a while, some explosive plays to go along with that. My second reason for why I think Mario Anderson Jr. could be the lead back for South Carolina in 2023 is this. For a guy that has no Division I playing experience, nonetheless SEC experience at that, Mario sure has the size and the build to play in the SEC. When you look at the numbers, they don't maybe stick out like some other running backs as Mario Anderson was listed at five foot nine, 208 pounds on South Carolina's spring football roster. However, here's what I will say. When you see photos or videos of Mario Anderson Jr. Or if you see him close and personal, then you know that Mario Anderson Jr. is absolutely built for 200 and eight pounds. And the thing is, when you look at the rest of these guys, Juju McDowell, again, we've talked about this plenty of times. He does not have the size to be an every down back in the SEC. You look at the carry on joiner, he is not used to being in multiple high velocity sort of contact type plays. At least that wasn't the case when he was at receiver. That is certainly going to be different if he's at running back this season. And Dontavious Braswell, he hasn't had a whole lot of time in a college strength and conditioning program. Nonetheless, facing SEC-level defenders compared to the 2A-level defenders he faced playing Georgia high school football for the past four years. So when it comes to possible durability, Mario Anderson might be the best bet when it comes to that purely because of the size and, again, the overall sheer build that he has with his frame. And then the last thing that I think is important to include in this conversation is some of the external circumstances in this offense. And when I say external circumstances, I'm talking about South Carolina's offensive line because with the way South Carolina's offensive line might play in 2023, which might be subpar in terms of their performance, Mario Anderson might be the running back that you need to put in the backfield in this offense. There were some reports back in the spring, especially after the second scrimmage, that run blocking was something that needed to improve in this offense. And as the spring game indicated, albeit with mixed lineups in the offensive line, in all fairness, there does seem to be some reason for concern in this aspect. And when combine the previous two factors that I've already discussed regarding Mario Anderson Jr., his play style or his running style, the size and build that he has, he might be the best guy in this running back room that could potentially offset any issues that the offensive line unit has on this side of the ball. Essentially, Mario Anderson Jr. could be that guy that helps to get you yards when maybe they're just not there, or maybe get you some extra yards when you really need to on early downs in certain drives, which can help alleviate some of the pressure on this offensive line unit. Typically, it's supposed to be the other way around. The offensive line unit is supposed to alleviate the pressure on the running back. 
But this year, it might be a little bit flip-flopped in that aspect. And if you ask me which running back could best, again, potentially negate some of those problems, I think I would have to say Mario Anderson Jr. And so, for all of these reasons, I think Mario Anderson Jr. is the best candidate to be the lead back for South Carolina's offense in 2023. However, you could make a case for a couple other guys in this position group. And we're going to dive into just who those guys are in just a couple moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. But first, today's show is brought to you by Bird Dogs. We're getting into the heat of the summer now. So I know that that means that for the majority of you, you're probably going to go on vacation at some point, whether it means maybe you're going to a lake house for a weekend, maybe you're going up to the mountains for a week, or maybe you're going down to the beach. Either way, you're going to want clothes that are going to be comfortable, that you can wear pretty much all the time, whether it's lounging, going to restaurants, maybe going for a swim. You want something that's going to fit you well. Bird Dogs is the pair of shorts for you this summer. They fit all of that criteria, and they have anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that help to keep you cool and dry throughout the dog days of summer. So go to birddogs.com slash college and enter the promo code LockedOnCollege for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash college for a free Yeti-style tumbler. I promise you, once you put Bird Dogs on for the first time, you'll never want to take them off. Welcome back to today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. Don't miss Locked On NBA Draft Live on Thursday night, where pick-by-pick analysis from our stable of local NBA hosts will take place, along with national reaction from our NBA big board hosts and live check-ins from inside the NBA Draft. Locked on NBA Draft Live is starting at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time tonight on the Locked on NBA YouTube channel. And I promise you, you're not going to want to miss it. All right, let's get back into this conversation regarding South Carolina's running back room and which guys could be the lead back for South Carolina in 2023. Now, I just made the case for Mario Anderson Jr. to be the lead back. But there is also a case that you could possibly make for a couple of other guys. Let's start with on Joyner, who might be, honestly, the biggest wild card out of this entire group. Because obviously, again, on Joyner, he's not played the running back position since his early days of high school football. You do the quick math there, coming back for a sixth season, played four years in high school, that's almost a decade ago. Very long time between the last time he played running back and leading up to today. But here's the thing, despite that big time gap in terms of experience at the position, I was really impressed with the carry-on joiner when he played in the spring game back in April because despite this inexperience, Joyner displayed natural ball skills and athleticism at this position that arguably translates from some of the other positions that he's already played to this point in his college career, like quarterback and also wide receiver. And the thing that I liked the most about what on did in the Garden Black spring game 
was how he ran behind his shoulder pads and actually lowered his shoulders at times when he was rapidly approaching oncoming defenders. And that is one area where, admittedly, I might get to carry on joining the advantage even over a guy like a Mario Anderson Jr., who admittedly does come off to me as somebody that seems to run more straight up into contact and sort of relies on, again, his build and just his overall power to try to get through defenders or get those extra yards. But in that case, it makes it less likely that you're going to break the tackle, get extra yards, and it gives the defender a chance to stonewall you. I don't get that same feeling from to carry on Jordan with the way that he runs with the football, at least based on the small sample size that we got, again, back in the spring game. And here's the other advantage to having to carry on Joyner as your lead back. This is a guy that can clearly catch the football at a really high level because you don't play both quarterback and eventually wide receiver in the SEC if you do not have good hands, good hand-eye coordination. And so because of that, Joyner is going to be a clear and obvious receiving threat out of the offensive backfield. And again, in today's modern offenses, you need running backs that can be an extra receiving threat out of the backfield. To carry on, Joyner checks off that box right there. And the last thing to sort of note here is this. If to carry on is the lead back for South Carolina, imagine the trick play opportunities that that could open up. For new offensive coordinator Dow Loggins, having to carry on Joyner back there alongside Spencer Rattler. You could motion Spencer Rattler out of the backfield out to a wide receiver position and have to carry on Joyner all of a sudden become your quarterback. You could have maybe some handoffs or toss sweeps that lead to an extra pass down the field. There is a plethora of things that Dow Loggins could do from a trick play standpoint if to carry on Joyner is sort of that main guy back there with Spencer Rattler. And it would certainly keep defensive coordinators and opposing defenders on their toes every time number five steps out onto the field in that offensive backfield. Now, there is one more guy that I do think could possibly be the lead back for South Carolina in 2023. I don't think he has as good of a chance as the other two guys I've talked about. But nonetheless, Dontavious Braswell, he's got traits that you like. He has SEC size already strictly by the numbers, as he's already being listed at 5'11", 200 pounds, according to some of his recruiting profiles. This is a guy that also possesses some wheels. He was a 2A 100-meter champion as a junior at Washington County High School in the state of Georgia. So this kid can fly with the best of them. He would probably be the fastest running back out of this entire backfield outside of potentially a Juju McDowell who has some good speed, but I think Juju more so is a guy that's got a lot of agility to pair along with that speed as well. Now, the knock that I do have on Dontavis Braswell, and a reason why I don't probably see him being the lead back out of this room in 2023, is the fact that speed is what got him by in high school. And I'm not trying to sit here and say that Dontavis Braswell is purely all speed and not a guy that's got ball carrier vision. He certainly has that to go along with his speed, which does make him a lot more dangerous. But my point is... Playing to a ball in Georgia, certainly a lot tougher than plenty of other states at their highest classifications. But 
Dontavious Braswell made a lot of plays happen at that level in high school that, quite frankly, he's just not going to be able to make at the SEC. He's not going to be able to go to one side of the field, stop on a dime, pull a Madden move, basically, and run all the way to the opposite side of the field and get like a 30-40 yard gain. He's not going to be able to do that against teams like Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, Arkansas, Texas A&M, Alabama, you name it. He's not going to be able to do that kind of stuff at all at this level. And I think that he's going to sort of get a minor reality check when it comes to that aspect of his game. And the other thing is this. He has a lack of open field moves. He does not have necessarily a real deadly juke move to his game. Not, no spin move that I can think of off the top of my head. And so because of that, he has to greatly rely, again, on that speed and the ball carrier vision that I mentioned earlier. And so because of that, I think it's going to hurt his chances to be the lead back. Because, again, if you talk about this offensive line, you potentially being a little bit worse in 2023. You need a guy back there that is going to find a way to get you extra yards. Can you do that through speed and ball carrier vision? Sure, but you can't live off that forever in this conference. You got to have some other moves in your arsenal. And I just don't think that Octavius Braswell has got that. So because of all that, and obviously the fact that he was a summer enrollee compared to a spring enrollee, He's got a lot of catching up to do when it comes to the offensive playbook and also getting adjusted to a college strength conditioning program. So you combine all of that together. Is there a case for him to be the lead back for South Carolina this upcoming season? Sure, there's a case you can make. But I would argue that there's also a ton of question marks regarding how much Braswell could handle maybe having the brunt of the load on his shoulders in year one. I'm not saying he couldn't contribute. I absolutely think that he could. Can certainly be a change of pace back in this offense. But I don't think that he's going to be a whole lot more than that in year one for South Carolina. So again, Dontavious has a case to be the lead back. DeCaron Joyner has a case to be the lead back. But at the end of the day, I still think that the running back that has the best case to be the lead back for South Carolina this upcoming fall is without a doubt, Mario Anderson Jr. All right. Now, while things are pretty quiet, at least for the time being, on the football front for South Carolina, that has certainly not been the case with South Carolina's baseball program. Obviously, the Gamecocks just hired their new pitching coach in Matt Williams earlier this week, and now South Carolina has landed arguably their biggest transfer player to date. As South Carolina secured a commitment from UNC Greensboro transfer outfielder Kennedy Jones, on Wednesday. And with Kennedy Jones now in the fold for 2024, South Carolina now has a dynamic trio to point to in their batting lineup, regardless of whether or not Gavin Casas comes back or if the Gamecocks even land any more transfers in this offseason. I'm going to just throw out some statistical numbers that are going to really stick out, I think, to all of you. And then at the very end, I'll give you all my overall thoughts on what kind of game Kennedy Jones has and what he could bring to this lineup. So when looking at the career stat line, Jones has done quite well despite playing at the mid-major level. In 496 career at-bats, Kennedy has compiled the following stat line. A batting average of 361, an OPS of 1.026. He's hit 25 home runs 
and batted in 117 runs in just two seasons at the collegiate level. Pretty doggone good no matter what level you are playing at. Now, here's a few more specific numbers that stuck out to me when doing some research on Kennedy Jones. Despite having five less hits in six less at-bats this past season compared to his freshman All-American campaign, Jones batted in 29 less runs and reached home plate on 15 less occasions in 2023. Overall, what you need to take away from all that is this. Kennedy Jones was in a lineup this past season that was no longer giving him much help at the plate, whether it was before he came up to the plate or after he had come up to the plate. It was the exact opposite in year one, but was not the case in year two. And in my opinion, that's probably a big reason why Kennedy Jones transferred along with the fact that he likely is trying to gain some more notoriety at the collegiate level for Major League Baseball scouts. Here's the next stat that stuck out to me. While possessing a career 1.83 strikeout to walk ratio, as a sophomore, Kennedy Jones was hit by a pitch on 14 different occasions. This would have been tied for the second most on South Carolina's ball club in 2023. And here's the other thing to take away from that stat. This indicates to me that pitchers in the Southern Conference were terrified to pitch to Kennedy Jones a lot more than some of these other guys. And because of that, probably tried to pitch a lot more inside to him to try and induce some more soft grounders in the infield and have a higher chance of getting Kennedy Jones out at the end of the plate appearance. But that did not seem to work out too well in their favor. Obviously, you could sit there and say, well, Andrew, it's the Southern Conference. The quality of pitching is probably nowhere near as good. And so that could also be a reason why he got hit 14 times. Sure, you could say that. But I don't think the pitching is that bad in that conference to where Jones is getting that many free passes. I think that part of it is due to how good his bat is at the plate. And the fact that those guys, again, were trying to find some different ways to get him out. I think that just tells y'all how good of a hitter Kennedy Jones was in the Southern Conference these past two years. In his freshman season, Kennedy Jones had six errors and 100 fielding opportunities. Obviously, something that you don't want to see, that ends up equating out to exactly a 94% fielding percentage. But as a sophomore, Kennedy Jones had only one error in 118 fielding opportunities. That worked out to be a 99.2% fielding percentage. And clearly, Kennedy Jones got a lot better in the field. He clearly identified this as a weakness in his game. And he worked on it and progressed significantly in just one offseason. I think that indicates the kind of work ethic, again, that South Carolina is getting here with Kennedy Jones. So my overall final synopsis on Kennedy Jones as a player. This is a guy that is a contact hitter by nature, as evidenced by the batting average. But Jones also possesses a ton of pop in his bat. He can absolutely hit the home run ball. And this guy rarely strikes out at the plate. Typically, 
Kennedy Jones is a guy that at the very least, if you get him out, you've got to be able to make a play at first or second base or what have you. You're not going to get easy outs against this guy very often. Now, again, you could also say, well, Andrew, he is going from the Southern Conference to the SEC, which is vastly different when it comes to the talent that he's going to be facing, especially in regards to pitching. And sure, I would agree with that statement. But I think that just based on some of the numbers, again, with what Kennedy Jones did at UNC Greensboro, the progress that he made with certain aspects of his game, I think that this is a great pickup for South Carolina. And I mentioned it earlier, South Carolina, they knew Ethan Petrie and Cole Messina were both going to be back this year. Still don't know the status of Gavin Casas, if he is going to return or go pro. And guys like Braylon Wimmer and Will McGillis, they're both heading on to the majors, or at least they're going to try to take their shot at making it to the majors. So South Carolina was looking like for a while that they could potentially be a very top-heavy lineup in terms of their power hitting. Kennedy Jones solves that problem by himself. Again, even if Gavin Costas does not come back, South Carolina is not going to be in that much trouble now when it comes to their power hitting because of the fact that they're getting a guy like Kennedy Jones. And again, the thing is, Mark Hanks and the staff, they might not be done quite yet in the transfer portal. Of course, we'll have to stay up to date on what else going on with that front as this offseason continues to progress. So far, one that I think Mark Kingston is acing, or at the very least doing quite well with, considering what all he did this past season and what he hopes to probably do in 2024. But with that being said, y'all, that's going to do it for today's show of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. I hope y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show, as always. Which running back do you think could best be the lead back for South Carolina's offense in 2024. And what are your thoughts on the Gamecocks baseball team picking up UNC Greensboro outfielder Kennedy Jones from the transfer portal? Let me know your thoughts on both of those topics down below in the comments section if you've watched today's show on YouTube. Or if you listen to today's show on an audio podcast app, feel free to shoot me a direct message on Twitter. My DMs are always open at a line underscore SC. I want to be able to interact with all of you, get all of your thoughts on what else going on with South Carolina's athletic programs. Don't be afraid to reach out to me through that venue as well. And once again, thank y'all so much for tuning in to today's show. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and I'll be sure to catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.